live button and see if we don't. Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kiseki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. This was an odd one because I don't know if I was really hurt because I was coming from vacation. So it was like a 50-50 hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 14 of the Better Fintans podcast. We are live today because <clears throat> it's Thursday. I'm sure most of you are already watching Thursday Night Football. If there is a game on, I don't care because it's not the Dolphins. Um, oh, but fuck, I forgot to fa- set my fantasy lineup. There you go. You see? You see? I think I did. I don't, who's, who's even playing? Do you know who's playing? Because I don't. No idea, but that's what always kills there me. There you go. Well... The reason I wanted to record today, Danny, was obviously yesterday you were celebrating something very important to you. And obviously for the first portion of the week, I was sick as hell coming back from my vacation. No, it wasn't COVID. Um, but I'm a little bit better. I said, we need to get it in. There's three days until Sunday night football. And uh, we're, we're going to get rocking and rolling here with a few different topics. But other than that, sir, how, how has your week been so far? It's been good. I've celebrated my ninth year uh, wedding anniversary yesterday. And before I keep going, I'd like to wish you a happy early birthday since I'm what you're going to be 43 in a couple wow. hours. Wow. Don't let the gray hairs <laughs> fool you. It's only 39. It's only 39. It's uh, just about. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's been a pretty good week. I, I appreciate the, the birthday love, man. Um, yeah, just three hours away. And uh, I get to enjoy my birthday for a full 24 hours and hopefully get a birthday when usually when it's my birthday, I do get dubs. On from the Dolphins on my birthday. Um, that miracle, uh, that miracle against the Patriots happened on yes, your birthday. Didn't that it? happened exactly on December 9th, uh, a few mm-hmm. years back. But Danny, when when I said, "Hey, here are the topics for today," I think we felt pretty confident what we we're going to talk about. Um, and obviously, we're going to talk Miami at 49ers. And <clears throat> let's get the big one out of the way first. No, no, no. Hold on. You can't keep going. You need to divulge just about your vacation just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit you got smacked back into reality not only because your vacation was over but also yeah because you came home to quite the quite the game i guess you would say yeah so so you got smacked into reality like twofold i did so I- how, how was the vacation i hope that it, it it was a lot better than the actual arrival back to miami um it was. It was because remember, it wasn't just a vacation. The vacation itself was very relaxing. Um, as far as other cruises that I've been on, and they've all been carnival. Uh, this cruise itself, I would say, lacked. Even though it was their biggest boat, this, it's it's their inaugural that celebration. It was like their inaugural ship coming out this past week. I believe we were the second voyage that it's been, that um, the, sh- the ship had gone on. Um, Cozumel, Mexico. Whatever you do, do not show up with your Dolphins gear. And I and I told you we talk about this on the show. If they see you in your gear, they got so many shops. They got backpacks. They got these things right here. They got sombreros, which I do have a sombrero with the Miami Dolphins logo <laughs> on it as well. But let me tell you, I was ripe for the taking, man. They saw me and they're like, hey, here, Miami Dolphin, Miami Dolphin. And they got me, man. They got me at many stores. But why not? You're, you're helping out them that obviously custom made these things. And then at the end of the day, I'm buying stuff that I'm going to appreciate because it's Miami Dolphins. I guess. I just can't imagine going to Mexico and buying, you know. They had New York Jets stuff. You know, they had New York Jets stuff. You know what I did see a lot over there? 
I saw a lot of New York Jets, uh, those wrestling masks, like the Rey Mysterio type masks. Yes. Like, they yes, have they, like team logos well. on them. Yes. Yeah. And I considered that one. I was like, this is can you imagine my big ass face in one of those masks? I, I that was, I was like, I'm not even going to try this. Coming on. down the bottom, yes, I can. All right, that shit would be dope as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. It yeah, yeah. pretty fucking dope. But but let me tell you, then getting back home, I was like, all right, finally back home. I get home and I get to watch your game first, mm-hmm. and they lose. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. boom, my my vacation's still going strong. <laughs> and then my game starts, and Lord, Lordy, Lordy, it was a whole lot of. Things I wasn't ready for. And, and nah, I know, but, but, but let, let, let's get this straight. When it first started, those first 10 seconds, you were like, oh, yeah. Uh, Danny, I was. But yeah, for sure. I, I didn't get too excited about it. You want to know why? Because I saw from the multi- multitude of replays they kept doing, mm-hmm. it was an error on the safety's part. He took a oh, bad. Yeah. He, 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 he got caught flat-footed. Yeah, yeah. He took a bad angle mm-hmm. at the route, and there was literally nobody behind him. So, I, that's why I couldn't let myself get too excited about it because I knew that it was an error and I knew that I, I was going to be in for a long game. But isn't it nice to know that even the best defenses respect Tyreek Hill so much that as he was going in motion to the right side, you saw the defense just switch their focus over there. Yes. And yes. then Raheem Mostert also took off to the right. And then the middle linebacker chased Raheem Mostert. And then just Sherfield just went. Whoop. Well, it's what you said. It's, Tyreek Hill does more than just catch the ball and lead the league in receiving. He 100%. is the epitome of the greatest distraction on the field. 100%. Yeah. And that's why, I, and again, we're not going to get into it today, but that's why I keep telling, say, saying that I truly believe he's the MVP of the Dolphins this year. Which I told you, I won't argue with you, but I've still right, picked, I know. I'll still pick the guy that. Right, right. He still, has to get on the ball. I, I still pick the guy who, Danny, on, in my honest opinion, takes the blame completely for us losing this game. And I put that on Tua's shoulder. Now, let me let me let me follow that up with I put it on his shoulders, but I'm not upset about it because even the greats, and I'm not saying Tua's there yet, but even the greats have a bad game, of and course. that's and that's all it was to me because it was so out of character to watch Tua miss wide open receivers. It was so out of character for me to see Tua think it looked like he he. Thought, he was throwing to Randy Moss when he was throwing to Jalen Waddle. Like Jalen Waddle was not six five, and he was putting this ball where Jalen Waddle had to consistently jump like three feet in the air to try to bring the ball back down. I don't know if, if you saw it from the angles of the the all twenty two, but every single pass to Jalen Waddle, he had to jump up for that ball. The one that he the one that he got hurt on the sideline, he literally threw it high. Jalen Jalen Waddle had to jump up to get it, and then he got shoved to the ground, hurt his knee, had to go to the locker room directly after that. But there were so many uncharacteristics throws from Tua Tungavailoa that I'm like, he has to know that's, that that this is on him. What, was that the same thing you were looking at? Most definitely. But you know what I thought was really odd is when I was because I watched the game live, but I was flipping back and forth between that and, and a Colombian soccer game. Yeah. And when I watched it back, because I watched it a second time. <laughs> I, I I really wanted to focus in on Tua and how much pressure he was getting, and a lot of those pressure. Yeah, and, and a lot of those overthrows, there was no pressure around him. So yeah. I think that's what had me the most surprised because when you have an uncharacteristic game, it's because something uncharacteristic is happening. You're seeing more pressure than usual, and you can't deal with it correctly. Um, you know, you're you're throwing off off one foot. It's just something. There's an explanation. But I think what I think what was most odd about this performance was that 
I don't have an explanation for his overthrows. Nope. Like, I, I don't see any good explanation. And I don't know if he came out and, and said, like, I just had a bad game or if he gave an explanation. Because for somebody that you think of as one of the more accurate quarterbacks which in he the is. league. Which he is. I agree. You can see a pass or two like that. But it happened throughout the entire game. And I think that's what was – like, that first interception wasn't on him. Right, I forgot who the receiver was. I think it might have been uh, Jeff Wilson. He slipped on it, and then it just and then and, then, and the guy got it right. Yeah, but outside of that, all those overthrows all on him, and I don't have an explanation for it. I don't think anybody does because you you look at the the Tua fans like um, Sam Ocho and Dan Orlovsky. That I'm sorry, Emmanuel Ocho and Dan Orlovsky, who are who have RG three, who have been constant fans of. Of Tua even Tua. before even before he started playing really well this season, yep. they've always said this guy's got it. And even mm-hmm. then, when they went back to the tape, they're like, "We can't blame it on pressure, like you said, because Joey Bosa only got to him three times, and most of those times it was after he's literally scanning for somewhere to throw that ball to." So, again, that's why I'm not mad about it because this isn't something he's done before. Really? That- I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I I feel like that would be more reason to worry. If there was a reason for those overthrows, underthrows, maybe I wouldn't be as worried. But I think that that would have me more worried that he did all of this without being in distress. Like, is there something meant? Like, was he too hyped for this game because he knew that there was so much pressure on this game? Because everybody's like, all right, you're finally playing against against a good defense. Let's see what you got. And it got to his head that you think that might have been it? The battered Jets fans of the world, along with every other person who's not a Dolphins fan, all said the same thing coming into this game. Right. Yeah, 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 you've played nice, but you haven't really seen anybody. Right. So the reason I'm not mad, well, let mm-hmm. me answer that question first before you know you so nicely cut me off. The reason Sorry. I'm not mad is because he's never done it before. Like mm-hmm. this bad of a game as far as missing wide open guys and overthrowing people and throwing them so high. That's right. the first, and that's the reason I'm not mad. The second to that question is, I think that that had something to do with it. But Tua is such a down-to-earth guy that even when he wins, he doesn't get too hyped. Even when he loses, he doesn't take it like crushing his soul. He understood right after the game, said it in his press conference, this game is on me. Mike McDaniel even said, hey, there was a lot of things that I could have done from a coaching standpoint. And I get that other coaches have said it. But you know that when Coach uh, Coach McDaniel says something nowadays, he's being pretty blunt about it. Yeah, he likes yeah. to play around, but he'll take ownership right away when he fucks up. And he lit- they caught him. They caught him during the game, literally right next to his I OC. Yep. He goes, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I I'm, not upset. That. I'm not upset about this game because, Danny, and I texted you this during the game. I go, this defense has no – they have no factor in us losing this game because of how Tua was playing. Because guess what? If he makes those passes that he makes every other week that he's played up till now, with what you said, the lack of pressure getting to him, sir, you know how many more yards he would have had to end this game with? Like, he still had a pretty good yardage game. Granted, he threw the two picks, but he was still playing pretty good ball outside of those missed throws. But that first pick wasn't on him. The second one was when 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 he threw behind Tyreek Hill. But that first one wasn't. Now, I will tell you, that that second pick was the game clincher, I, in my opinion. 100%. I that, agree with you. At that point, they had gone up. I think it was like, what, they went up 10, I believe, at that point? Yeah. And then they put him right in in, uh, in range for a field goal. And, and then at that point, you're fighting back from 13 down instead of just 10 down. So um, I think that was the clincher. But 
my, my, my only worry, like I said, would be that I, I don't have an explanation. I understand that you say you're not upset because it never happens. But when it happens this bad, it's just I feel like there has to be something more to it. And again, hopefully for you guys, there isn't. And he comes out against the Chargers, which isn't as good of a defense as the Niners is. Correct. He plays a little more within himself. And they, and they give up, up like 400 yards a game. So I'm really not worried about their defense at this one at all. But let's talk about something real quick. I don't know if you noticed because I don't know if you watch. I know you watch them. Like, I know you watch the games very closely so you could get together with me and we could have a good show about it. Uh-huh. But let me ask you, did you see him coming back after throwing that second interception and the look on his face? Like, uh he knew he fucked up, but then the fact he's like, he got in the field and he huddled his guys. He's like, I got this. And he got him right down the field. And then he completed that beautiful bomb to Tyreek Hill over the top. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I said too little, too late one, but two, that's what you want to see from your quarterback. Yep. I've had a rough game, but this is the real me. Something else got to me. And I was, and I was, I wasn't able to play the type of game that I'm able to play. But right there at the very end, no matter that if it wasn't near the game, it was that change of character in him. He goes, yep, I fucked up, but let me show you. I, I still got it in me. And the way he got us down the field, that that's another reason why I wasn't upset because that's what I want my quarterback. I don't want somebody like Josh Rosen going down there throwing three picks and looking like Zach Wilson. This guy came back onto the field and said, I got this. And he got them right down the field. I get it. We're going to we're gonna talk about the defense now. But, I mean, as far as what he looked like, that's all I needed to see for me to say, you know what? It is what it is. Since we're going to talk about the defense later, I'll save what I was going to say. Right. Because I knew knew, knew you wanted to tickle them a little bit. Yeah, no. Um, But I will say that when there was about eight minutes left and they were driving, right, and they were down by six. Yeah. I had no doubt in my mind at that point that they were going to win that game. You texted me that. Yeah. That they were going to win that game and that Tua was going to salvage this poor game and everybody was going to be like, he recovered. He he played. he, He was the hero at the end. Yep. And I really thought that. And if Gasecki catches that ball on fourth down, I still think that they managed to go down the field and they take the lead. By the way, wasn't that a great effort on his part? Like, people are like, oh, Gasecki should have caught that. That was great defense, one. Yes. And then second of all, he had the ball literally, like, caved against his helmet trying to still take that ball in. I, I, For me, he again, should have had it, though. You're the unbiased guy here. But from my yeah. point of view, I think he did everything he could to be able to catch that ball. Look, you know, I'm a Gasecki guy. As best as possible. You are, but you're not I'm a Dolphins a guy. guy. Do you think he did everything possible to get that ball in bounds? I, I don't well, think that's there's why, anything that's, else he could have done. Well, that's why I prefaced it as I'm a Gasecki guy. I like yeah. Gasecki. I wanted him on my team in the yeah. offseason. I remember I told you. That's what I was hoping to get. You, you still might get I, him, I, by the way. I, I No, we, we're, we're good. Um, <laughs> I think, um, I think yes, he did everything he could at that moment, but I think he still should have caught it. Like, I, in, I, in that moment... Running the flats, you, you got to catch that ball before you go out of bounds. You can't let that. I, I, I was disappointed. I remember I, I texted you right after that catch, and I said, you see, there goes Gasecki. You got to get him more involved. Because yes. I was convinced that it was a catch. And I texted you immediately. Yes, I was like, you, did. you see, this is what you get with Gasecki when you put when you involve him. And then he made me look like shit because then they showed the replay. And I was like, God damn it. Too, 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 too soon. soon. Too soon. Yeah, But too soon. I agree with you. I think that he, should, he still needs to be an integral part of this offense. I get it. He can't block. But you know what? Run a few two tight ends uh, plays for him. You have Durham Smythe to be your blocker. Put him on the opposite side. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, like a, a, a play where Trent Sherfield's not in it, and you run a two tight end system. Jeff Wilson in the backfield. You got Jalen Waddle on one side, Tyreek Hill on the other. 
there, I, I know Mike McDaniel is a genius, and I get it. The system isn't predicated on people who can block, but there has to be a way you could get that talented tight end involved. But, again, enough of the offense. You're right. He should have well, caught no, that no. ball. Well, before, before that play, third down, the yeah. ball gets batted down. It's third and second. Oh, yeah. I understand that Monday morning quarterback is easy, right? right? After it doesn't work, then you can question it. But to get to third and two, they ran the ball. I think it was Raheem Mostert, and he got like eight yards. He did. In my mind, I was like, run it again. We're going to talk about that running game But as you well. guys are anti-run. Like, you guys are playing Madden out there. And that's always been my thing with Mike McDaniel. He likes to play Madden. When you play against people that aren't skilled in Madden, yeah. what do they like to do? Let's just fucking throw the ball. That shit's fun as fuck. Well, Nobody I, likes to run. I don't know if Nelson's watching right now, but you also have people like Nelson who like running the ball 98 times in a I said, game because he can't pass it. I people that aren't good at Madden just love passing. Well, right. I would say he, so, I would say he's not good at Madden because all he does is run the ball because he can't pass it. Okay. Well, I mean, there's two extremes, I guess. Right. right. But again, but I thought that third and second, they might, they should have tried to run it. They tried the pass play, the pass got knocked down. That left you in fourth and two. And at that point, I guess, yeah, maybe you don't want to run against the best run defense in the league. Like everybody was like, why didn't we run more? The Niners are literally the best run defense in the league, and they showed it. So it I know, I know, yeah. we're going to talk about it, but they showed it. And, but and so it's hard. But at that point, you had a guy in eight yards. Fuck it, just try it. I, 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 I if, got because if you're if your mind is already set, like I'm going to go for it on fourth down anyway. Why not try it? Let me ask you a question. When we're down by when we're down by six, mm-hmm. and I get it, we're down by six. But I he goes win. and he goes for it, and he goes for it on fourth and like three from his own 18 yard line. Were you thinking? Here goes his mother. Lover again with his cojones. Yes, uh, but I, I've been telling you that also all year. Like, right? I, I, I was thinking about you I, in the as ass. Soon, as soon as he stayed on the field, and we're at our own eighteen. I'm like, Danny's gonna kill me on this one on the show if he doesn't get it. <laughs> but but he got it. But that was the Tua effect that I said. He came on that field and he was so ready, Danny. Like, he's like, I'm getting us down the field this drive. And granted, he I did. Know, but that's the thing. It could be the Tua effect all you want. But Kaseki could drop a ball. Ah. Like, it's possible to drop balls, as you saw on fourth and two. Like so, going for it on fourth down at your own eighteen, not the best idea. I get that you got it, so everybody's like, "Oh, but we got it." I know, but you keep playing with fire, you're gonna get burned for sure, for sure. But let's talk about something that I know you love talking about. <laughs> How did you feel? I'm gonna literally leave the floor to you here. I hope you have all the feedback in the world on this one. How did you feel when the defense made Mr. Irrelevant look like Joe Montana out there, sir? I, my issue with the Dolphins' defense yes. is that they're still playing a lot of man coverage when they don't have the personnel to play man coverage. Fair. Xavier Howard is not Xavier Howard from past. I understand that he got an interception, and we can get into that also because that, can. he shouldn't have gotten that interception. He shouldn't have gotten it. But we'll, get, we'll get into that yeah. in a second. But – you guys shouldn't be playing mad coverage. There's no reason why Duke Riley should be manning up on Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Absolutely none. And that kept happening in the first half. Can I ask you a question, right? Because I know you got more. But because I saw people killing Duke Riley. But let me ask you a question. No, you Christian McCaffrey. You Christian McCaffrey's killing everybody. He kills Killed the, linebackers. Killed the defensive coordinator for that. He kills linebackers. He kills corners. He kills Christian McCaffrey's almost unguardable. So when of I course. saw people be like, oh, Duke Riley sucks, 
It's fucking Christian McCaffrey. But that's all right. Go ahead. It's your turn. You, you could put Sauce Gardner on him, and maybe he'll do a lot better. But Christian McCaffrey's going to get his here and there yes. because yes. he's that guy. So you cannot have Duke Riley on him. So I, I, I thought the defensive coordinator did a poor job there. He did. In the, end, uh, in, the, in the red zone, was it the first touchdown or the second touchdown where they were playing man coverage out on the left side? Right. And they, and they had the safety defending Christian McCaffrey, but like, the safety's all the like way at the, at the back, back of the end zone. It's like if you're going to man up somebody yeah. like Christian McCaffrey, you might want to be a little closer. To Let him. me ask you a question so, about that because you've always told me the hardest part is getting into the red zone when the field shrinks. So I'm thinking of this when I'm looking at, at the play, and I'm thinking, why is the safety all the way back there? If you're going to make the field shrink, you have to man this guy up at the fucking sure. line. As soon as he releases from that backfield, you need to be in his face. I'm mind blown that that, that wasn't what happened. If you're playing a zone coverage, that makes a little more sense if you have somebody playing the flats. But they were manning up there. They were. So if you're going to man up, man up. Yes. Get, find your man. Get in front of him. Yes. So it, it, so I think the Dolphins' defense frustrated me a lot from a lot of aspects in this yes. game. Besides, um, making, besides making Brock Purdy look like, look like an all-star. Look, th- again, he, he didn't look that great. When, when I really watched the game over again, yeah. he made some throws. There was one where Jalen Phillips was in his grill, and he, he somehow hit, I think, I, I forgot who he hit. Brandon Ayuk. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ayuk, Ayuk yeah. yes. He hit him right down the middle, which was a, a – that, that was the Beautiful best play, play he had all Beautiful game. Beautiful play. But – um. I didn't think I think the running game more than anything killed you guys. Um, well, it's but, Christian McCaffrey. Like yeah, I, ex- and, and, I and then that kid Mason, lose. that kid Mason was running up and down the field on you guys also. I expected to lose to Christian McCaffrey in the running game. I didn't expect us to lose to Brock Purdy in the passing game. When Jimmy Garoppolo went down, yeah. and they had the field goal right because they're already in field goal range, yeah. and you find out he's not coming back, and you guys are up seven to three. What were you thinking? Because I know what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I'm thinking, all right, so if the game was easy, if the game was going to be easy before in the aspect of like just coming down the field in 10 seconds and scoring on them, I'm like, all right, now they're going to have trouble putting points up. And even if we struggle against your defense, being that they have a seventh round last pick quarterback coming in, we should, we should have way more opportunities to get into the end zone than they do. And boy, was I wrong. Because, well, that was my thing. You guys. When he went out, I was like, well, they got the lead. Yes. So if you have the lead and now you have – what was his first name? Brock? Brock Purdy? Brock, Brock Purdy. He Purdy. Brock Purdy. The only Purdy, Purdy I know of went out of existence in Miami a couple of years ago. Purdy yeah. Lounge. Shout out to Purdy Lounge. You still love Purdy that Lounge. Place. Purdy Lounge. So ever since that went away, I hadn't heard about Purdy till this Sunday. And when he came into the game, I said, they who? got a 7-3 lead. You said who? I wish I had the Conor McGregor thing. Uh, <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I was like, all they have to do is hold on tight. Like, no, you might have to score more, right. but like with your offense, you should be able to put up 14, 17 points against the 49ers' tough defense. Like, that's just is what it is. So I, I was really surprised that you guys lost. I really was. And then <clears throat> let me get on Xavier Howard a second. Go, go for it. Xavier Howard. Hasn't had the best of years. I he guess not. He has not. We've, we've, I don't want to say we've, we've killed him. I don't want to say we've no. killed him, but we've, but we've, we've made we've it known. It. Yeah, we've made, mentioned yeah. it. He, he hasn't played like he has. So when the Niners are fourth in, I think it was like four or something, yeah. at, the, at the 41, and it's fourth down, you have a really good chance to have a turnover on downs 
and basically start the drive from midfield. Yep. And Brock Purdy throws up a prayer. You have to know the, situ- the situation of football. Yeah. You're catching that ball inside your own 20. You have a chance to start the drive at the 50 almost. It's like the yes. 43, 44, something like that. I, I, I heard the announcer. Go ahead. Why do you go ahead and catch it? You catch it. I would assume some people might say off an of instinct. I say I've had a shitty year. This is my chance to finally get some. <laughs> no, that's his first pick all year, isn't it? I think it's his second pick all year. Okay. So maybe it's a second. But in my opinion, I think it was a little selfish. And maybe some people will kill me for saying that. I get it. Maybe it is ball instincts because he's a ball hawk. That's what he's been in the past. Yes. But situational football, when you need to help your offense out because your you offense is playing You knock that ball like, down. You knock right. that ball down. Your, your offense is playing like dog shit right now, which isn't normal for them. So you need to help them out. How do you help them out? Give them good field position. You know what you did? You gave them worse field position. You lost 25 yards on that. And the very first play on that next offensive drive for the Dolphins, they got a first down. If they would have started almost at the 50, they would have been on their side of the field. Yep. Another first down, and you're in field goal range. But you ended up, I think, I don't know if they ended up punting that, that drive. I know they didn't score on it. I don't know if it was a turnover or, or a punt. But I know 100% they didn't score. So you might have taken three points off the board just because you wanted to get a pick. So that's what I took away from that Xavier Howard play. I, I and It's hard to to argue against you because I heard the announcers right away. Like I wasn't watching the TV when it happened, but all I know is I heard, Oh, interception by Xavier Howard. And I'm excited because I'm hearing it. And I'm like, all right, great. We got the ball back. Here we go. And then I hear, Oh, if he would have just knocked it down, they could have got the ball at the freaking 49 yard line. Yeah, something like, like that. It was 40 something, huh? I was like, shit. Yes. Like Xavier Howard, I would agree with you that if he's having a bad season as a third, fourth year player, yes. That's he wasn't even thinking. He's like, I'm a ball hawk. I'm gonna grab this ball. He's in his eighth season. You you should know better, right? You should definitely know better. I know you had a clip to show. Did he did he celebrate that? He he didn't celebrate. I don't I don't remember if he celebrated it. He just he got up. You know, walked a little bit with a little strut, but I wouldn't say he no, celebrated. I had a clip. I was I meant to play it at the beginning of the episode. But we could play it now if you'd like. Play it it now, was. I thought that it was the epitome of how your team played on Sunday. This, our defense. This, our, how our your defense. defense yes. Yeah. This is. Here when, when everybody's coming. Oh, All right. Yeah. There's four guys. <laughs> what do you do now? Just duck, get low, and then hope you come through the other side. <laughs> oh, thank goodness Alandon Roberts was there, or Depot Samuel might have taken that one to the house. Oh, my. And that would have been one that you would see on repeat for years. If that is not the epitome of what your defense looked like on Sunday. Like, I put it all in Tony's second clip. That basically tells the story. I agree. I agree. But this is what I took from it, that this was a learning game. Okay. Everything everything that could potentially go wrong for you when something is your strong suit. That's true. When everything could potentially go wrong for you, this is what you learn. Mm-hmm. Tua, whatever was in your head before this game started, whatever over that was in your head. Like, I don't think it was overhypedness because that's not what two, that's not Tua's person. I don't think he gets overhyped. I think he was overthinking the importance of this game. Like, possible. I don't think, like, his dad, like, if you ever read, I don't know if you watch any of his Netflix documentary and you can see the type of. He has a like, Netflix documentary? He does. And, um, and to, uh, his dad doesn't allow him to, like, get too high. He, like, even from when he was in school winning championships, he's like, no, son, you don't celebrate this. Like, 
he keeps them as grounded as possible. So I don't think it's hypeness. I think he overthought the importance of this game. So that's what I'm going to go with. That this game was a learning game, and it was he overthought it way too much. I think Mike McDaniel overthought it too much because again, you're going back to play your mentor, somebody that you've been with for like 20 plus years. Like you worked for his dad once upon a time. So I think there was a litany of things that made this game bigger than what it was. Because technically, it was just another game. Because, Danny, we still have another five games left in the season. So my yeah, still in a great position. Right. And my, I think we're the, the fifth seed right now, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know that the, the Chiefs lost. Bills took that number one spot. Hopefully, the Jets come through in the clutch and knock them out again. But I, I that for me, this is what it was. It was a learning game. You said before... Tua was a bit the hole. Tua's undefeated now goes down the hole. That pressure. Well, don't. you could still say Tua is undefeated in games that he starts and finishes. You could, but what I'm saying is, I'm not too sure if I would make a big deal out of this loss. Like you know, you know that I'm as as even keel as possible. If I think something looks bad, I'm gonna tell you it looked bad. I honestly, when the game was over, I'm like, we know why we lost. Something that Tua never does, and he won't do it. My question to you is, and it goes, well, unless you, you have a point about it being a learning game, I'm going to lead into, uh, into something else, which I'm excited to talk about. But what was this game to you after it was all over, said and done? I, I don't think – I think this is more of, a, of an opportunity for Dolphins haters to talk shit. For sure. I don't think Dolphin fans should feel as bad. Because up until now, when have you guys had a bad performance? Exactly. You've had a bad performance against the Jets, kind of, even though you guys played with your second or third quarterback tight all the way into the fourth quarter. Right. The Vikings, okay. Other than that, even the Ravens game, when you had a bad three first three quarters, you came out and blew up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The like, I don't think you guys have had a bad showing all throughout one game like you did this past Sunday. Right. Everybody's due. You have to see good teams come, and you know that they're a good team when you see how they um, respond to adversity. This is adversity. This was a bad game. And you know that this was an important game because everybody was like, okay, let's see how you are against some good competition. So now you have to see how they respond. Now, we've been saying for a few weeks now that these three games, at least for me, is kind of what I wanted to see. For everybody. Saying, for everybody. Right, because the, the – those five past games, that was cute and all, but everybody wants to see how you guys looked against actual playoff contenders. So game one is out the books. It was kind of weird because you, instead of losing to Jimmy G, you lost to Purdy, but that's fine. Yeah. You had a bad game, uncharacteristic game. Now you have another game coming up against the Chargers. I've always thought that you guys were going to lose against the Niners and the Bills anyway, but that you beat yeah. the Chargers. Yeah. Now, if you guys go 0-3 in the next three games, then I think that you might want to reevaluate how you look at this team. Let, but let, until you go zero and three, I don't see it. Right. Let's let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I was thinking the same thing, and I'm glad you said it instead of me. I, I was having a, I was having a conversation with uh, our mutual friend, and I and I told him I go. Losing to the Niners isn't as big as what people are making it out to be. Like, again, like you said, Tua had an off game. If we go on the road and lose three straight. Now you have to really question, like you said, are we really as good as we thought we were? Mm -hmm. Or is, it, is this a whole Dennis Green moment, you know? 
It's like we let them off the hook. And it's basically what I don't think we're that. I think I think like you. I think there was a potential of us losing to the to the Niners. Mm-hmm. But after the loss, I was like, no, we should have beat the Niners if mm-hmm. different things go our way. If, if Kaseki catches that ball, I'm still convinced that you guys go all the way down the field. I, th- I, I agree with you. Um, I think we go into Sunday night football. And we, nice. and we beat Justin Herbert in, in L.A. I agree. Um, and we're going we're gonna, to – I know we're going to preview that now. And then the Bills game. Here's my thing with the Bills, and, and I discussed it with you yesterday. But let, before we started previewing Miami at Chargers, Danny, my thing with the Bills is I used to be – I used to fear them a little bit, right? But you guys no, – they, they seem beatable. Right. You guys, regardless of what the Jets are, I, I've said you guys have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Is it like top five great defense? I think it's it's getting there. But the fact that you guys showed the rest of the league, here's how you beat them. You neutralize Stephon Diggs, and you make Josh Allen be the only one that could beat you. And the only way he scored on you that game was with his legs. He could mm-hmm. not get into the end zone passing the rock. He couldn't get down the field passing the rock if you guys took away Stephon Diggs from him. So I think because you guys showed the blueprint of how to potentially beat these guys and then them losing again after playing you, I'm not as scared as that Buffalo game as some people might be. That's kind of why I picked you guys, just because I selfishly want you guys to beat them. But I think there's an – I don't agree with that nine-and-a-half spread that, that going into the game that you guys have against them. Like, I don't believe that they're nine-and-a-half points better than the New York Jets. That's yeah, maybe if this point. was week one or week two when, when we thought that the Bills were far and away the best team in the NFL. Right. They just seem beatable. Now, if they come in and hang 50 on the on the Jets this right, week, they're and they're back. like, okay, they're back. They're back. They're right. Back. <laughs> but until they show me that, I'm also not scared of them. So, I, and I don't think any team should be scared of them, honestly. For sure. All right. So, let's preview this. By the way, our game was flex to Sunday Night Football. Oh, and before we, we start previewing, one last thing about why we shouldn't take this Dolphins game as, as, as Bible. Go for it. Before this game, Tua had thrown 193 straight passes without throwing a pick. 193 straight passes. Then he threw two in a row. That's not happening again. Exactly. He's accurate. He doesn't make mistakes. You don't throw 193 and then throw two in a row. Like, it's just a crazy coincidence. Like, everything, like you said, that could have gone wrong did go wrong. wrong. There was Before he threw that first uh, interception, he had a pass out to, I think it was, um, was it Moser or, or Wilson? He we'll took see. it into the ten yard uh, inside the ten yard line. You guys probably going to score a touchdown there. Then you had a holding call, called it back, and then he threw the pick. Like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. You guys, by had the your way, to win. that all, that throw as well that you mentioned when Jeff Wilson did the wheel route off to the to, off to his left hand side, mm-hmm. the one that if he puts that on the dime, Jeff Wilson is by himself. He beat the linebacker with no safety help, and I'm like, when he missed that shot which he completes 100 times out of 100, I was like, this is telling that it's just him having a bad game. Well, he does, he completed 99 out of 100. Yeah, okay, well, fair enough. But let's talk about Sunday Night Football because we got flex of Sunday Night Football. I know that you love that. I love, I know you love the fact that you're able to sit down and just watch the Dolphins and not have to worry about any other game. But then also, we also got flexed next week and we got flexed a Saturday Night Football when we play the Buffalo Bills. But let's not get our head over ourselves. Let's talk about this Chargers game. We already beat Justin Herbert once. And Danny, Justin Herbert hasn't been looking good this season mm-hmm. at all whatsoever. And I he get it. He hasn't bad, but he hasn't looked like a fucking right. pro bowler he, either. He hasn't looked like the rookie rookie right. of the year, Justin Herbert. So when I look at this game, their defense is trash. Eh, their defense is trash. Justin Herbert isn't playing great ball. 
Um, the running back's name escapes me. I figure, I feel like that's really the only problem on that team. Help me out here with the running back's name. Uh, for the, for Eckler. Yeah. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. I felt like that's the only problem that the chargers have had this year that Austin Eckler is a G, you know, he plays good ball, but outside of that, Justin Herbert hasn't looked good. Two has already beat them. And I mean the chargers, because obviously the quarterbacks don't play against each other. But here's my biggest issue, and this is where I leave it back to you because you love talking about my Dolphins defense. We made Brock Purdy look pretty good. Do you think this is a setup game for Justin Herbert, who hasn't looked good, to now come out and have a pretty good game? I I think there's a good chance. I think that any quarterback going into a game against – I mean, if you were playing in Miami, it would be different. But, But when you have Miami coming in, and yeah. you look at the numbers, everybody looks at it as like, this is my chance to finally get off. Right. So, yes, I think that Justin Herbert, one, looks at it as a chance to get off against your defense. Yeah. Two, I maybe Tua doesn't say it or admit it, and maybe he doesn't because you said he's very humble. But right. Justin Herbert looks like the type that might look at this and say, I used to be the, the, the talk of that class, or at least second next to Joe Burrow, but now everybody's talking about how Tua was the right decision over me. And Herbert might want to come out and prove people wrong. Yeah. So I think Herbert's definitely going to come out slinging and, and hope to, to light up the Dolphins. So the Dolphins, it, 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 it's weird here. The Dolphins are three-point favorites at the Chargers. Right. Yeah. We're three-point favorites on the road. ESPN has the Chargers as 56% favorites to win this game because they're home correct mm-hmm. and also i think because of how good they make brock purdy look they're like well justin herbert's a little bit better than that guy a little bit a little bit so he could like you said show up so when i think about this game i'm like yeah there's a potential to lose there's potential for us to lose any any week but that's the only factor i'm worried about that because we made brock purdy look so good there's a good chance that this could be a shootout and it could be Justin Herbert and Tua literally going at it for four quarters, which would be great for Sunday Night Football, by the way. I'm sure, sure that it's sure, I'm, it sure, as well. I, I'm sure that if people get a Bills versus Chiefs game like last year in the playoffs on Sunday Night Football, yeah, yeah nobody's going to complain about that. I'm going to be at the edge of my seat, either like hemorrhoids popping out or just getting a stroke from how excited I am. But Danny, let's pick this game. Uh, I'll go first and then drop it in your hands. Usually I defend them, the defense. I don't think I can this week. Okay. The Chargers are still averaging 22.7 points a game in the litany of other teams they've played. Right? Mm -hmm. The Dolphins are allowing 24.1 points per game. That spells a little bit danger to me. Am I going to pick the Dolphins to win? Yes, I am picking the Dolphins to win this game. But I think it, it's going to have to be that type of game. It's going to be a ha- type of game where Tua is on the dime the whole mm-hmm. entire game because Justin Herbert's going to take advantage of our weaknesses. I'm not saying that he's a god, but I think that our defense is ripe, ripe for the taking right now. So me going into this game, by the way, the over-under is 52 points. I'm going to take the over on this. I think the Dolphins had to put up somewhere in the vicinity of 38 points, kind of like how they did against the Bears. I think the Dolphins are going to light it up, huh? Yeah. I think they'll put up like 38, 
points. I don't know if they'll flirt with 41. I, I kind of like 41. But I think they win this game like 38-31. That's kind of the feeling that I have, that I feel like the defense hasn't shown anyone that when they're on the road, they can stop anybody. And Justin Herbert also has legs, by the way. He could run out of the pocket. And we've already shown Justin Fields ran on us for like 290 yeah, he's, he's yards. Just Fields. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying, he could get out of the pocket. Brock Purdy wasn't yeah. doing that against us. Justin right. Fields, I mean, uh, God dang it. Justin Herbert. Herbert has that capability of getting out of the pocket and getting some good yardage. So for those reasons, I'm still picking the Dolphins to win because I feel like we have the better offense. And we could take advantage of their shitty defense. But I think mm-hmm. that Justin Herbert's going to be able to take care of take advantage of our shitty defense as well, the way that we're playing on the road. But I still think that we put up enough points to leave L.A. with a win, come back to Miami, and prepare for the Buffalo Bills. How, what say you, sir? The Over the last six games, the Chargers are 2-4. and four. They need a, a win desperately to stay in the playoff hunt because they're falling behind. They're 6-6. Six six, with, yeah. with that said, they're middle of the pack on their pass defense. They're almost last in run defense. I don't know if Mike McDaniel is finally going to stop playing Madden and start strategizing and running the ball. If he starts running the ball like he can against a bad Chargers run defense, if he can run the ball against a bad run Chargers defense, I think that will go a a long way in helping you guys out. Not that you need help because you have crazy weapons, but... I didn't know. By the way, I didn't know that stat. They give up 233... No, wait. Hold on. They give up 151 on the ground. So, yeah... They're like the fourth worst. They're like the fourth worst. So you guys could and should be able to run on them a lot. But I know. So heavy dope of Jess Wilson and Raheem Mostert is what you're thinking. Not necessarily heavy, but like a little bit. Yeah. Like, can we run it? Like make them fear the run. So the play action is there. So at the because I understand that Tyreek Hill and and, and Jaden uh and Waddle and all of them can get open, but like it helps if you have play action as an option. And it helps your offensive line as well. Especially because your offensive line isn't very good right now. For sure. Even though they gave two a pretty good time last week. Yes, he did. But um, so I think it's two subpar defenses playing against each other. So it's going to come down to the offenses. Who can outscore the other? I think that you guys have obviously the better offense. You guys have the best offensive weapons, I think, in the league. I think that Tua gets back on his stuff. I, if he starts overthrowing people and playing like he did last week, then you got a serious issue. But I don't see that happening. I don't see it. Dude. I think he comes out. He's going to be accurate. I think you guys can hang. You said 38. I was uh, I more or less. I think you guys 35 and the Chargers 30. 35 yep. to 30. I think you guys can win this game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. Um, and it's, like I said, it's going to be moving the ball up and down the field. Now, how cool would it be if you guys end up not winning because Mike McDaniel goes for it on fourth down on your side of the field? And I get to come on here and be like, you see, I told you so. I told you eventually it was going to cost you. If he wouldn't have taken ownership the way he did last week, I would say, all right, you know what? There's a possibility that could happen. I think as prepared as Tua is going to be, Mike McDaniel is going to be that much more prepared. Because you could you could probably get away with saying, you could put a lot of blame on Tua, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't put that much blame on Mike McDaniel because a lot of people forget he is a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. Like before, if he would call something in that the, the head coach doesn't like, he could be like, eh, let's run something else. 
I'm not saying that Kyle Shanahan did it all the time, but I'm saying there's that second guy to tell you, hey, by the way, I, I don't I don't think we should go that route. I'm going to call this instead. He doesn't have that. So he has to go through those growing pains. And again, because he took ownership the way he did last week, I think Matt McDaniel is going to come out with a great game plan. And and let's be clear that last week the Chargers lost to the Raiders. Yeah, I know. To the, so the Raiders, man. It's either they're not very good and you should be able to win or they're going to come out hungry as hell because they need this dub and they're looking to get some blood. The Raiders are winning right now, by the way, 13 to three against the Los Angeles Rams, but the Los Angeles Rams are three. Baker Mayfield is playing. Is he, is he, is he? I don't know. I don't know. There's a chance he would play. I'll tell you right now, but he is, he is playing four of 10 for 70 yards so far. He was traded there like on Monday or picked up on Monday waivers, but Danny, I appreciate you joining me on the live stream today. I think that it is going to be an exciting game. Um, I think that we're going to, I think we're going to be talking about a Dolphins victory next week, but it's going to, it's going to prep both of our shows perfectly because you're going to be coming off just playing the bills and you're going to be able to be able to talk about, here's what we saw. Here's what you guys could potentially do to take advantage of the situation. Cause we both play them now in Buffalo. They literally yep. play you guys in Buffalo and, and then play us in Buffalo. I think this, this could is, be crucial for the bills. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'm not again, we're we're thinking too far ahead, but can you imagine they lose to you and then they also lose to us? That's oh, pretty awesome. My God. That be awesome. Oh my God, that would be great. That but would be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I know for the for the three to seven people who have been here so far, I appreciate you guys joining the Batter Fintan podcast live, episode 14. This was the Batter Jets fan Danny G. I am the bearded fanatic Manny P. And uh we're gonna catch you guys next week. Fins up. Definitely getting a dub this week. Mm, definitely, yeah. Uh... I hate you. <laughs> Catch you next week.